guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats and probably the way the world does everything, works, and uh, spends their free time. Well, maybe not that, but I want to see the world, guys, where we all know how to choose certain foods and certain lifestyle and certain behavior protocols to make ourselves feel better um, in a constructive way. You know, sometimes I watch those videos when they show kids who experience negative emotion and they sit down and they meditate on that. Now, that kind of thing, if all of us were taught these kind of tools, what a different society we would have with much less, if any, mental, um, whatever you call it, disease or, you know, some just uh, negative mental states and depression. We would have much less abuse of different substances, food including, because if you really think about it, uh, what makes us abuse things and harm our body and our brain and our emotions very often. What makes us do that is an ability to manage our emotions in any other way. And once we learn how to deal with that, like my personal example, I used to overeat quite a lot on um, sweets and um, different kinds of snacks when I uh, was going through difficult emotions. But then I learned that um, it doesn't actually help me to manage my emotions and uh, problems do not go away. They usually become worse, amplified by, you know, self-loathing and just not feeling good in my own body. So I learned other tools. I learned tools like breathing that I talked about on this podcast and I talk about them in my book also, the most effective ones. So I learned about breathing and I learned about meditation and I learned about different cognitive models, like asking myself better questions, like, is this what's happening? Is it personal? Um, is it permanent? Uh does it really, is it really in my control? And what is in my control? And also just talking to myself in a better way. Like I know things always get better when you work on them, right? There is always an opportunity. There is always someone to help. There is always, um, there is always something to make things better. As long as you keep looking for those opportunities in a good positive state. And when we start talking to ourselves in this way, heading towards upward, you know, better mood, better energy, uh, feeling better and uh, not engaging in behaviors that we know are not good for us. So when, when we learn all of these tools, there is no need really for any other substances to help us with that, especially the ones that have negative long-term effects. Like, you know, snacks and overeating and on cookies and sugar, it's not a sin, but it doesn't make you feel better. And that's what's important. Or drinking alcohol. Yeah, it might make you feel better in the moment, but guess what? There are better tools and the reason why somebody needs alcohol is because they can't manage something inside of them. And to feel better permanently about, you know, themselves and the world around is not to drink alcohol every time, but to actually figure out what's going on there inside of me and how can I make it better, right? 
So if we, like those kids in those videos, were taught to use meditation and other tools that change our state, that help us in the morning moment, but also produce long-term a desired better outcome, that would be a better world. And so in my own way, that's what I'm contributing to. Uh, today, we are talking, the main topic of today is learning and memory. And stay tuned for the end of this short episode, it's going to be short, where you're going to hear a extract, an extract from my recent podcast here in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, where we, get a, where we talk about learning, but also how some brain advice can turn out dangerous and you can get punched in the face trying to remember what you learned better. So stay tuned. It's it's fun, I promise you. And you actually learn something very useful for your learning. But before you listen to that episode where, again, you're going to learn something very useful for your learning ability and your ability to remember things much better after you learn them, like watch them, listen to them, read them. So before, I want to tell you that nutrition, well, first of all, actually before nutrition, sleep. You know, sleep is that state where you where your body, your brain, they build up the benefits. They develop the benefits and make them long-term. What I mean by that exactly is, like, if you train in the gym and you do a strength workout and you tear up some muscle tissue and you stress your body, the actual benefits of that training, the adaptation and making you stronger actually happen during sleep and during rest. Specifically during deep sleep is where a lot of that adaptation wiring happens in your body and in your brain. So your brain is remodeling itself, rewiring itself, and your body is remodeling itself, you know, uh, building up some tissues, maybe removing some other, adapting your nervous system. Like a lot of things are happening during that adaptation to make you stronger, to endure more, to uh, perhaps build more muscle or build a better cardiovascular capacity so you can run faster, move faster, right? So all of that is happening during sleep. And the same for the brain. When you expose yourself to new material, and that's been tested in many studies in a lot of research, when you learn new material, if you, after that, have a really good night of sleep, you remember things really, really well. When you learn the same stuff, you spend the same amount of time on the same material, Everything is the same, but you get no sleep or very poor sleep, let's say compare eight hours to five hours, right? Your retention is going to be much worse. And they did a really good research and studies and confirmed that, that that's exactly what happens. And so that's one of the ways that they figured out that sleep is very important for memory consolidation or basically for the process of putting your what you learn what you experience into long-term storage. So sleep, it's number one. It's very important. And then, of course, you know, things like exercise and um, hydration are also hugely important from improving blood circulation, oxygenation of tissues. That is important for anything that your brain does. Also, there are specific foods and supplements that, again, in research and studies, do help people to develop 
better cognitive capacity, specifically better capacity to remember and to learn. So a few very prominent foods and supplements I want to mention here. And again, they all work if you take them long-term, if you consume them long-term, you know, with nutrition, it's like with exercise or shower. They don't work unless you do them regularly. And when you stop doing them, the effect, sometimes faster, sometimes slower, will disappear. So the same with food. If you want to get the benefits, you got to keep eating it, right? The same with supplement. Although like the supplement I mentioned today, it seems to help the brain to work better even without that supplement. So a, a few foods, one supplement, and then that fun episode, how brain advice can get dangerous and can even get you punch in the face. So <laughs> stay tuned. Food number one, eggs. Why eggs? They are the major, the most abundant food source. Hands down, there is no so such other food that comes even close to that. Well, liver, actually, liver comes close to that. So if you want to eat liver, and I do highly recommend to eat it uh, once a week, or depending on the amount. So liver, but then before that, eggs. Eggs are the richest they richer than liver, um, source of choline. And choline is a precursor or a building block of what in the brain translates into acetylcholine. And acetylcholine is a neurotransmitter that is important for many things, from muscle contraction to fat digestion, um, but for the brain specifically, it is important to form memories. It seems that people whose diet are low fat, because usually choline is found in fatty foods, there are some precursors that you can find in spinach and beets, but those you, you gotta eat every day and quite also in good amounts, not just, you know, a bowl of sp- a spinach once a week. So choline, again, people who don't eat a lot of those fatty foods where it's found, animal fatty foods mostly, they seem to have more problems with memory. And people who do consume a lot of sources of that colon, their senior moments seem to be coming much later in life. And also in studies, they did a lot of studies on the improvement of memory capacity when they fed people, usually actually in supplement form, they they would give people that supplement that in the brain is made into acetylcholine and people's memories and ability to learn things improves. So eggs, to get the daily recommended amount, even though it's still kind of like... um, discussed what is the optimal amount. You need to eat three eggs. And again, any other food besides liver doesn't come close to that. And especially if you're on low fat, a low animal products diet, like that's a really bad situation. Um, also, I believe uh, wheat germ uh, is quite a good source. But then again, you know, you, you eat wheat germ and if, there is, if you have problems with gluten, that might that not going to be good for your brain because that's going to increase inflammation and um, that will reduce the health of your brain and with that its ability to remember. So eggs are much more reliable and potent source. And this substance that we need to be made in the brain to remember better, to make memories, to focus, to pay attention. Acetylcholine is important for many things the brain does, like for almost everything. Even for dopamine to act, we need acetylcholine. Um, 
So that acetylcholine, there are quite a few supplements that in the brain are made into that. It seems that for cognitive benefits, alpha-GPC that I'm taking every day, for example, um, is one of the most potent ones. Um, I just recommend always to get with whatever brain supplement you decide to do, start with single compounds. Just like I wrote in my book, single compounds are much easier to track the effect on your brain, on your performance, etc. And also they are usually more potent. The reason why a lot of brain supplement companies put a lot of stuff together, not necessarily because they work better together, very often they do not. Um, And they put less of that that makes the um, ability of that specific supplement to work, you know, even worse. Um, The reason why they put so much stuff in it together is so they could brand it and sell it to you as something unique. Whereas if you take something like Alpha GPC, it's a compound made by many companies and it doesn't really make a difference. Like as long as the company is good and they put clean stuff in it, there is no difference, right? And so it's very hard to differentiate uh, themselves, I mean, the company for you to buy their stuff, not somebody else's stuff. But that's why also, again, those smart drug companies, that's what they do. They put a lot of stuff together. They call it a unique blend developed by top scientists, but... The main purpose of that is to make you think that their formula is truly unique and it's the best, the one that works on the market, right? So alpha-GPC, I highly recommend it. There are other sources of that acetylcholine. You can Google, you can look it up. Usually you would look for something like acetylcholine. Um, It's a um, chemical that is made into acetylcholine and put into a lot of supplements or in general look for choline there are other a couple of other names for the same not the same but the substance that can be made into acetylcholine but i do recommend alpha gpc recommended by andrew huberman um it's he said that it's one of the uh only brain supplements that he's taken more or less regularly. And plus, it seemed to be tolerated much better um, by people, meaning not producing too, you know, jittery or awake and um, alert and like super active state. It it doesn't seem to be to have this uh, stimulative effect. So I take 300 milligrams a couple of uh, times per day, specifically before, like 20, 30 minutes before my work bouts, when my brain needs to work, to remember to do its best work, but specifically before learning. So alpha GPC, and then we have dark chocolate that again has been shown by uh, a lot of research due to thousands, literally thousands of compounds in dark chocolate. Dark, um, it has like a very wide range of effects in the brain. And it seems that a lot of those um, compounds, phytochemicals specifically, uh, in the chocolate that seem to accumulate in the brain areas that are in charge uh, of learning and memory, right? So they somehow enhance that capacity of the brain. And besides all of that, dark chocolate does improve blood circulation to the brain. The dark chocolate also boosts uh, all the neurotransmitters, the major ones that are present in the brain in the flow state, seems to be really good for focus, concentration, and any sorts of cognitive pursuits like learning. And it seems that people, countries who eat the most chocolate have the most Nobel laureates uh, 
per capita, meaning, you know, the amount of people who get that award, um, divided by the total amount of population. So a little bit of sense to you. And now, uh, as promised, you're gonna hear how brain advice can get dangerous. Yeah, but before that, because that's going to conclude our episode, don't forget to check out my Feed and Focus Brain Body, brain body Blueprint for Remote Pros and Digital Nomads, where I give you all the basic hacks you need to stay fit, healthy, productive, anywhere, traveling, at home. So it's for remote pros, whether you work from home or somewhere else, and for digital nomads. Uh, check out this book, uh, schedule our call. If you have any questions, if you have any problems with learning abilities, or um, if you are having troubles maintaining healthy and fit body that supports that highly productive brain, uh, I'm a coach with more than a decade of experience. And on these calls, I'm more than happy to answer any of your questions um, free for all the listeners of this podcast. So use this opportunity while it lasts. And Without further ado, uh, I'm going to just let you enjoy this short episode where you will learn an important tool for learning better. And into that, like, I'm... I'm I do walking. this a lot, like, and then I'll, I'll come back to okay. this. Like, you know, um, like. I can give you one advice <laughs> to remember better what you watch so you actually can use it in your work. Yeah. So neuroscience research shows that your brain remembers really well anything that comes before an episode of a little bit of adrenaline release or basically stress, right? So uh, let's say you watch some YouTube video that taught you something. So maybe do a few burpees, like five of them. That actually will bring up your adrenaline levels. It certainly would produce some anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) But that's exactly what you want if you want your brain to remember stuff. Or without movement, another easier one is you do hyperventilation. Um, what, What it looks like yeah like imagine you are running and that's how you breathe right that makes your brain release adrenaline and that makes you remember what came before because whenever you're stressed for the brain it's a signal like okay something important is happening we better remember yeah but i would presume you can't overdo that like for example if i watched a tutorial video and then went out on the fifth avenue and found somebody to slap across the face (laughs) that that, can also work (laughs) that in itself might be a little too (laughs) Too yeah. far in the, the yeah, adrenaline. Especially if you get punched back. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta, <laughs> I'm going to forget all about the tutorial video at that no, point. No, you'd like, actually remember you that. Think that's, yeah. So that would lock it in more. Yes. Like me, just like... It's no joke. Be it like, I'm going to learn yeah. this new mixing technique and then I'm going to go to 7-Eleven and just blatantly steal something and run away as fast as I can. Yes, <laughs> yes, that would do that. And <laughs> well, that's true. Oh, we did, I have learned something new today. I truly have. And it's your fault. Whatever it is I do now, it's, 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 you're responsible. Now do some purpose so you remember later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have to but, do something crazy. But yeah, breathing, I think, is the easiest uh, one for people anywhere, right? You can be at work or anywhere and you learn something and you want to remember it better. So you just do this 20, 30 times. Yeah. And you, you increase your adrenaline in the brain and you remember that better. Yeah. And you probably also increase blood flow, I would yes. think, too. That yes. probably has yes. something to do with that it. That actually also a great exercise to improve blood flow and help your brain to work better and stay more alert and awake with the uh, the yeah, breathing with the breathing yeah and the burpees uh, well burpees again yeah, it's another 